0: The Red 78. The most important thing was the intensity and the mentality to go after the game. As a coach, why did they only give away nine penalties this week? Available every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the rugby channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. Football on Off The Ball.
1: With Sky. Don't miss Man United versus West Ham on Super Sunday. Live only on Sky Sports. This
0: is News Talk. All right, Karen Duggan is, well, that's of course, Karen co-presenter of the best women's football podcast around, Koi Gig. And she's with us to talk about the final day of the Women's National League season, which takes place on Saturday. And it really couldn't be uh, more exciting or betterly poised. I was going to say better poised. Uh, It could have been better poised, Karen, couldn't it? If it was four teams instead of three.
1: Could have been, it could have been um, it wasn't to be we we made a good comeback after our blip during the summer with P-Mount United but just couldn't hold out against a very very resolute Wexford team in the end um, I won't mention some of the decisions that didn't go away <laughs> go on from. now's your,
0: now's your chance bit bitter, it's fine but a bit it's okay to be a bit bitter so uh, uh, Wexford youth last saturday uh, scored a very late equalizer three uh, all very exciting game uh, which means unfortunately uh, Pimont are out of the running heading into this weekend uh, but from a, a neutral uh, which obviously you're not but for everyone else from a neutral's point of view uh, the situation is that there's three teams that can still win the title so the current champion Shelburne top of the table on 57 points Wexford Youths are second on 56 and Atlone are third on 55 and Wexford who are second host Shelburne on Saturday while Athlone go to Bohemians so to put it simply uh, the winner of wexford Shelburne will be crowned champions but if that one ends in a draw and Athlone beat Bohemians well then Shelburne and Athlone would end up in a playoff because goal difference uh, doesn't matter in the WNL uh, so it'll just end up leveling points and they'll go to a playoff. Uh, so it is brilliantly exciting and uh, we remember the drama which I don't want to remind you of of last season Karen this is, this is turned into a terrible few minutes hasn't it? That this has turned into a terrible few minutes um, <laughs> so it, listen I, th- I think it, it could be a brilliant TV viewing experience on Saturday evening on TG Cahar and uh, Shelburne are the reigning champions Wexford youths are well used to success as well Having played Wexford last week Having so much experience of playing against Shelburne Is this just too close to call?
1: Yeah, it really is Because they're two very, very different teams I mean, Shelburne are kind of the What you'd call the more ball-playing team I guess at times they, they play some really, really nice football But they're similar to Mount In that they've had some slip-ups against kind of the the lower ranked teams that they wouldn't have expected to. Whereas Wexford kind of without making headlines just crept their way up to the top just through grit and consistency. And they're really, really hard to beat down in Wexford. So on paper, looking at it, you'd say Shell's top of the league, current champions, and they've been there and done that in the last year. They should be able to go, uh, go all the way. But there's something about playing Wexford in Wexford that's just so, so difficult. No matter how well you play, You never seem to come away with the full three points. So I wouldn't be surprised if we did see a draw not sitting on the fence. But I I honestly do think it's it's too close to call.
0: Looking at Shelburne and it almost feels unfair on the players who've been there throughout the season and getting them to this position. But the wild card of Heather O'Reilly, who came in in a blaze of glory for the Champions League qualifier and then seemed to disappear, but has returned and came off the bench last week against Sligo and looks set to be back for this game and for the cup final uh, in terms of her abilities at this stage of her career like is she potentially a game changer on saturday
1: um do you know what i'm not i'm not sure um possibly because she does bring that extra injection of pace i can see her coming off the bench and causing some problems but there is a little bit of a flip side that when you're playing against Heather O'Reilly you want to prove a point against Heather O'Reilly because of just a, who she is. Um, so the only the only way I can see her having a huge impact is if it's really down to the wire. Last 10, 15 minutes, say both teams are drawn, then I think she should, could come on and um, maybe go at Wexford if they're going to be pushing for a winner um, and leave themselves a little bit exposed at the back because she still does have an excellent turn of pace and a, a ferocious strike so that's I wouldn't think that Wexford will be overly intimidated by her should she start but I think that if they use her well off the bench Shells could capitalise on her experience in, in settling them down and really pushing for a winner if it does come down to the end of the game
0: There is the other side of this and everybody on the outside gets excited about somebody of the reputation of Heather O'Reilly coming into Shelburne and coming into the league that she hasn't been around for the last few weeks. So you wonder what that, how that is playing out inside the Shelburne squad.
1: I, I mean, I think that at this stage of the season, all teams go through periods where they're missing players through injury and there's going to be tired legs and, and all of that. And Shells have a cup final to look forward to as well. So from their point of view, they're bolstering their panel. Um, if she was to come in and take someone's spot I think that that could maybe cause a few eruptions but I think Noel King is experienced enough and clever enough to use her off the bench rather than bring her into the start in 11 Um, I think that would cause a bit of disruption uh, and I don't think there's a need for it, I mean this team has gotten them to the the top of the table uh, and has gotten them to a cup final um, while Heather wasn't around, now she played her part before she left but really she was there Just really in around the Champions League time, Um, and that's when she made her impact. So um, I don't think it'll cause too much disruption.
0: Uh, Joy Malone was on uh, OTBM this morning. Was interesting talking about the turnover in the squad and the amount of players that they've lost over the last year going to England. Like there does feel like there's a real conveyor belt of talent coming through, and that next generation. Abby Larkin, uh, you know, makes her Ireland debut at 16 earlier this year. Uh, Just how good is she?
1: Yeah, she's kind of one of those rare talents who has been who's ready for senior football at that age of, of 16. And to be fair, there's there's been a couple more that are coming through as well as Abby, Abby will get the headlines, but there's a lot of girls coming up at that age who are really, really exciting prospects. The the problem is, is keeping them in the league um, and nurturing them here before they go away. And um, Jess Sue is someone who stayed till she was 18, went away. Unfortunately, she's after getting a major injury, but that's going to be the way it is with the the conveyor belt of talent. That's why we never have one team that will dominate for four or five seasons in a row. I don't think because you get recognition and you get you know you have the good players and then the the English teams and the European based teams will start to step up and take notice. It kind of happened with P losing the likes of Eleanor Ryan Doyle, Niamh Farley, Claire Walsh all within a short period of time. Uh, Wexford lost Rihanna Jarrett and the the kind of success fluctuates a little bit, which keeps the league exciting, but also puts a lot of pressure on the youth level to keep kind of filling up and filtering through to that senior team. So that's why it's important to give people like Abby Larkin and the other talent that's coming through senior game time at a young age, just to make sure that they can keep the squad uh, bolstered for talent because uh, we can't offer what obviously professional teams can.
0: And I'm sure it's it's certainly not going to be front of their minds on Saturday. But for a lot of these players, the likes of Abby Larkin or Amanda Budden, uh, who Kiva Keenan, who've been around the Ireland senior squad, like these are the games where Vera Powell can actually make judgments on them because there's going to be such an intensity to them that I know at time Vera has been uh, questioning maybe of of the talent of the of the quality. Uh, Uh, of the WNL that actually this is the sort of game that these players if they can perform it will matter when she's picking that squad for for next June, July
1: It absolutely will and I know that she can be dismissive of the league at times but when she played Savannah McCarthy she got Raven reviews for her performances when she made the senior team similarly Jess Sue was still at Shells when she was breaking into that starting team now you're obviously going to improve um, but there's girls in and around our league who with the right encouragement and with the right recognition are good enough to stake a claim for those places in that, on that plane to Australia. So it's definitely, you can say it won't be at the forefront of their minds, but I think it's going to be at the forefront of anyone's mind who has an ambition of making that plane next July. Um, They're going to want to start now. They're going to want to start putting their name forward. And these are the televised games. These are the games that are going to get people talking on Twitter and realizing that there's a huge amount of talent in the league. And the more... I think that that's important because, yeah, it's brilliant that everyone goes professional, but sometimes they can get a bit lost in those leagues as well. Whereas in Ireland, if we can put the focus on, um, I, I just I do think there's a lot more for the Women's National League to give to the
0: Ireland squad than it currently is and that'll be a big part of, of the next year without getting into that greater discussion which I'm sure you're going to have lots of of Koi gig of, of what are the long term benefits of qualification have you seen anything already even in the last couple of weeks like we saw you know great scenes when O'Neill Gorman was coming back to training at, at P Mountain the the range of ages of the players who was there and, and like this is the perfect scenario for the WNL to have such a dramatic finale to the season you is that any uptick in interest in you know are you hearing any more sponsors looking to get involved with the club things like that that.
1: Um I haven't heard in particular, but if anyone's listening now, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you at Pima United. Um, yeah, I definitely do think so. I think there's rumblings of teams starting to look at becoming a little bit more professional in terms of maybe getting contracts in place and getting players on some sort of expenses or whatever it is. And that's going to be paid back, I think, by the interest from the girls. Um, I've spoken to a lot of girls maybe who are younger, but will be a year older uh, next year and will kind of nearly be ready to make that step up to senior. And I've spoken to a few girls who have said, God, I'm so motivated now to to really go and push for this. So. Um, people who are on the periphery of a squad in particular and who are kind of making decisions about where they might play and stuff next year. um, There's definitely an added motivation for them to try and put themselves forward uh, in the best way and see how they can best get Vera's
0: attention over the last five years the WNL has been dominated by three teams so Wexford have two titles P Mount have two titles Shelburne won last year but the top three positions have always been those three sides Wexford have come third the last three seasons what is it that's seen them step up and I know it was very tight the last couple of seasons what's seen them make that move to be right there has there been a, a, some, an improvement over the past 12 months in, in any particular areas
1: no I think Wexford have always been a very very good side and um, and I think they were always going to be there, thereabouts. The difference, like you said, is that the talent pool is leveling out a bit because we do see more attrition between teams and more transitional periods between the top three teams. So I think that maybe like Ellen Malloy was two years older this year. And until she got that injury, like she was doing phenomenally well for Wexford and dragged them through a lot of really tight games. So getting the talent to a place where they can impact games. They also signed the likes of Becky Watkins. She's been a really good sign in for them. So they've always had a really good, solid base in the team, and they've been able to add in just a couple of key areas, Ella Doherty too. Um, So that's really held stood to them. And then you've got the flip side where the... Well,
0: we seem to have lost uh, Karen there. And we'll see if we can get her back in just a minute. Um. I don't think, I'm not sure if we're going In to be able to In comparison to ah, Wexford,
1: who've been kind of steady the whole way through, um, they're kind of one of those teams that just never say die, and I could never see them finishing below third, whereas we're a little bit more unpredictable.
0: Uh, and Athlone, then, uh, are the team who've um, come from the outside. Where that come from? Was there an expectation at the start of this season that they, that they might be contenders, or is this a bit of a surprise to everyone?
1: You know what, Not maybe not contenders, but there was definitely signs of it last season. Um, very difficult team to play against. So again, not a team full of headline makers, except maybe the likes of Emily Corbett, who's been fantastic for them. A really, really bright young talent. But they're the type of team who have really bought into what the manager has brought to them. They're so, so difficult to play against. They're an extremely fit team, extremely physical team. And they can frustrate you to the point where you lose your whole identity like going down to Wexford on that big astroturf or sorry to Athlone that big astroturf pitch it's one of the fixtures that you now dread they have a huge following um so i think they've just done things in the right way they've stuck to a game plan over the last couple of seasons and now it's starting to bear fruit and it's it's not by fluke that they are where they are because they've gotten re- They've been so consistent they're the only team you can look at and say they didn't really have a wobbler at any point in this league the only teams they've dropped points to really are the other we'll call traditional top three of wexford shells and peamount um whereas the likes of ourselves um, we lost to bows shells lo- lost to sligo you know there was a few red herrings thrown in there a- atlone haven't fell to that and i think that they're a team that are playing with a huge amount of confidence and I think that's because they absolutely all know their job when they go out on the pitch and that's a huge testament to the management team there.
0: Go on, Karen, call it.
1: I don't want to. <laughs> um uh, All
0: right. Uh, before you go, I, I don't want to split up the dream team, the Koi Geek dream team, but Vera Powell's obviously been talking, she's getting a lot of calls. Unsurprisingly over the last few weeks, you know, people with Irish passports who are suddenly discovering they have an Irish granny. What about retired stars who are thinking, you know <laughs> what, maybe now's the time to come back? Oh, I
1: think my internet connection's about to drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I'll be in Australia. Put it that way it'll probably be uh, i don't know it'll
0: definitely be as a uh, you said probably probably no it'll
1: definitely be that was a, a slip of the tongue i'll be there as a supporter Um, like i'm the same i was the same as everyone when they qualified like there was i was so excited to go training um the next day after it just kind of i don't know it just brought about something in everyone that they wanted to just get out and enjoy football because it, it was just such a phenomenal moment, them qualifying. Um, and of course, it's everyone's dream to play in a World Cup but there is, like I said, a lot of young talent coming through, um that definitely needs to be to be looked at. But okay. yeah, we won't be we won't be splitting up the Koygig Dream Team anytime soon.
0: Availability is the best ability, isn't it? And listen, if you're down there a couple of weeks in advance there's a late injury, you don't want all expense of bringing somebody out.
1: Yeah, look, I'll, I'll be somewhere. over there. Is all I'm saying. I it's will fine. be over there. I'll pack my shin guards just in case.
0: Great stuff. All right, Karen. Uh, well, enjoy the final day of the season. Uh, enjoy the break you get after that, and we look forward to listening to Koygig as well over the next few weeks. Cheers. Uh, all our football coverage here on Off The Ball uh, is brought to you by Sky you can watch all the football you love including the biggest Premier League games every weekend live on Sky Football on Off The Ball
1: with Sky don't miss Leicester versus Man City this Saturday live on BT Sport this is News Talk